Man, as summertime winds down, uh, one, of, one of the things I really start to look forward to and think about, it, and I'm sure a lot of y'all the same way, is, is a good dove hunt. There's Football no season and a dove hunt and, and shorter days and cool evenings. Well, that means you get on that bush hog a little quicker and, and uh, kind of getting it ready. Get things kicked off. That's right. That's right. If y'all heard that, if y'all heard that strange voice in, in your speakers, don't 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 check it. That wouldn't admit we got we got a special guest in here today. We we want to talk about dove hunting, but you know we talk a lot about habitat and, and crops and, and and land management. And management and so yeah. when you think about a, a a dove hunt in that arena, you might think about field prep and all that. We we ain't talking about that. There's, no. there's a lot of different ways to fix a dove field, and you you do what you want to do. We want to talk about the traditions. And the social aspect of a southern dove hunt. That's and, right. And we brought an expert in here, a nearly famous expert. That's right. Local legend, Bob Phillips. Thank y'all for having me. You know, I, I think about dove hunting and going back, I had to try to think about when we was talking about doing this podcast, how long ago when I was first exposed to dove hunting and everything, because like I said, growing up, you know, my father and them, they didn't have any land. And yeah, we never so, dove hunted so when I was a kid. dove hunted was, a, you know, only the people out in the prairie or the west side of the river uh, got to hunt and uh, I remember daddy telling me that about Saunders Carson you know guy that owned a big place in the prairie the plantation and, Houston, and that, Houston yeah, Hardy was another yeah one. there'd be two or three hundred people you know gathering dove hunts and look I got an invite to the Hardy dove hunt one year and then Hurricane Katrina hit and, mm. and, and most of y'all listen know I, I picked up when I worked for power you was out, I was out for several weeks, so I missed the only time I got invited. But I can remember Daddy having a garden over at New Hope. So we was, you know, right there by subdivision. He had about two or three rows of corn planted, and there'd be three or four doves in there every day. And I, I had a four, I had a four ten uh, single shot. So what I would do every evening, I'd get off that school bus, I'd run in and get me three bullets, and I'd try to put a stalk on those three doves. And and finally. I don't know why. I guess the the, the moon and the stars worried them to death. I, I slipped around and they both flew up and they ran in a tree and I shot and killed both of them in one shot. <laughs> then I had to figure out who, that may be a lie. You had to figure it. out how to get over the fence well, to get it out of the neighbor's yard. Yeah. No, I got them. Then I then I said, well, what am I going to do with them? Because my mama wouldn't cook them and daddy wouldn't <laughs> eat them. But anyway, I wind up calling somebody and they told me how to clean them and and I had them. Too well, we've right come there. a long way since the '80s. You got that right. Man. Well, I was fortunate enough to have a my my grandfather and my father and my uncles. They they. We had fields, and, and um, I, I was fortunate enough to grow up hunting doves at an early age and, and um, carried that on all the way to adulthood. Um, and I guess the funnest part for me or the, the best memory I have was fixing those fields Right, my dad. The work. The work part of it. And yeah, that, that, a that's lot of anticipation true, too, sort of that build up and that yeah. anticipation. But going on those dove hunts with my dad, we had a uh, they had a – dove club oh, like yeah. they have a group of men that had a, a, a field in Knoxby County and we, we go down there and fix it every year and I grew up as a teenager all the way up through college years hunting the dove club the dove club right and so y'all still got that property to this day y'all probably got it in the 80s didn't you that's right yeah and uh full pine trees now that's right that Planted are wor- pines. worthless yeah a lot of dove clubs yeah, full uh, of pine trees yeah. Right. yeah but that was a big thing back then Bob I mean yeah. they would be what uh a whole group of y'all would put money in and 50 people down there. Would y'all know? have a big cooking after it and stuff big like cooking that? cooking and socializing and right. that, that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, so that I carry that love for the work. Yeah. How old was you, you think then? I was probably 14, 
14, 15 years old. Yeah. yeah. But it started Bobby, earlier you, than that. You've spent right. a lot of your life sitting on a piece of equipment, haven't you? Yeah. 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 So I enjoy that. Well, they're in, they in the road building business. And so they, <laughs> yeah. there's one thing they do. They build roads and they and end up with a bunch of land because they love his daddy and uncle love land. And, and Well, uh, we are fortunate. That's enough. our kind of people right That's there. right. Well, we are fortunate enough to have some good places. And we, we've probably fixed, you know, anywhere from three to five fields yeah. every year just to have – the flexibility to hunt where the birds are. And, and that was stuff that you learned when you was yep. a kid and watching, because doves do change, right? They change, they change patterns. They change pattern and they change with the weather too. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a big thing. If um, you get a rain in Knoxby County, you can go to Monroe County. Right. Well, and another so, thing with Knoxby County, depending on your proximity to ag, it seems to me like every year, if you got a field in that area around some ag, about right before they go to cut the corn, that combine, or you see that, and it that sheller hit that. It, everybody, corn everybody blames it. The Mennonites cutting corn. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Scatters all the dove. Yeah. So people that's not familiar, uh, we're throwing out some counties, but Bob's fields because I know because I've been part of them for years. Those fields are about 30, 40 miles apart. Correct. So, so you know, a lot of times he'll have a field here, have a field here, and have a field here. And, and let me tell y'all something. The people that's the people that's always been an invited guest. And never had to sit on that tractor seat. No it's, idea. It's a lot of work in it. It's Bob. a lot of work. And, we and, and that's early. a little we, bit what we want to get into some of the yeah. behind the scenes because yeah. you know some people you know, look. I'm I'm going to guess listeners that are going to be all over the board on this. Some of them have never done it. And it's just going to be some right. good stories. And some some people some people do exactly what you do. And there's probably some guys out there that would like to get together. I mean, you got me thinking already. The idea of that Dove Club. You know, yeah, get pulling a little together. money together and finding a lease. So, so yeah. we want to kind of hit on some of the behind the scenes that goes into a, a dove hunt. Well, we start depending on the weather. Uh, you know, sometimes it rains, but about the middle of June we start breaking the fields up. Wow. Okay. And it's earlier than that if we're going, you know, plant some millet or or, or e even sunflowers is earlier than that. Right. But just the regular fixing of a field, we we start middle of June just breaking it up. And, and carry carry that through the middle of July and and, and just Into keep, August. keep try to keep these fields clean all the way up to the to the beginning of the season. Well, and and here in Mississippi and Alabama, our dove season starts what first week in September, right? Yeah, Brent, Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Yep. So you start thinking about the prepping. What Bob's saying, he starts in June. You got June, July, August that he is bush hogging, spraying, disking, uh, disking and then start putting some. Whether he's planting your crop or putting yeah. some grain out, yeah. that's what you start doing. That's correct. And uh, you know, it's a it's a long and, and and the sickening part of it. And people that do actively dove hunt, you'll have doves, and then you get a weather change, gone. Yeah, we, we've lost them the day before the hunt. Have three, four hundred, and gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mentioned earlier about you know Hurricane Katrina. The other the other part of that is you've got that time of year. There's always that sort of thread of a cool spell coming and, and and that could that moves birds now i guess you got right. just as much chance as it bringing new birds but if you've got birds you know you're sitting on pins and needles you don't really want anything to happen because you got them but that's well, that's hurricane season there's a lot of things that can happen no to it to, to affect what, what, weather and combines yes yeah. move the bird <laughs> yeah that, that's correct and, <laughs> and here this what we're talking about where we got a lot of these fields at there's agriculture close by and now you think about a a guy that's got a five, six hundred acre cornfield, and we're sitting over there trying to feed them on a three acre field with wheat or sunflower seeds planted or brown top millet planted. It, it's no, can't compete. No, you can't compete with them because it, you think about if you, you know, around here, we're not, 
we're not like those big delta dove hunts where we got thousands and thousands and thousands of birds. We're we're jockeying for 250, 300 birds. You, right. Is that pretty that, good? That's fair. Yeah. Don't that's, you that's, think? That's about right. And then, because I've heard you tell me, Bob, in the past, because, look, I've been managing and helping Bob and them with their land for the last 20-something years, so I listen a lot to people that, that you know, that I get my influence from. And, and uh, I know Bob, was, his thing was, if I don't see 100 birds, we don't go hunt. That's about right. You know, that's about right. and, and, and that's well, a true well, thing. Well, <clears throat> that is true, but what we do hunt anyway, whether we got birds or that's not. Right. Just just because it's such a great atmosphere for kids and family to to, right. to be out on a dove field, and that's that's really the most important thing. And if you've ever been to one of Bob's hunts, and I'm gonna let him truck in, but he's gonna invite not just the daddy because he likes the daddy, but if that daddy's got two boys or a girl. He's they going to invite them. They coming too. Yeah. Because you make it kid-friendly. You really do. Dogs, kids-friendly. And you make it where it's a fun, yeah, not a lot of pressure. It's and, low pressure. And, and and if you kill a limit of birds, that's a bonus. Right. You know, just being out there in the field with with, with family and friends and right. kids and grandkids, it's, it's, that's the most important thing to me. You know, it's funny. Bob was telling a story when, when we come in was before we got him on the mic. And, and he was talking about his dad, his which his daddy was Billy Phillips. And he was a loves probably one of the biggest outdoorsmen that I know of is is as far as, you know, hunting and loving to hunt and and uh Billy would never even carry a gun and they said they used to have big hunts and a guy that used to have the Hardys, what we mentioned, had a big hunt and they gave him a pair of tennis shoes at the social <laughs> because he right. walked around and talked to everybody in the field. That's right. But that's you know, that's correct. part of that's part yeah. of the, the, the social and, and you're not talking about the, the corporate business, but but there's a lot of networking yeah. And it, it goes past family uh, of people that you hunt, you know, well, people we do business with and, right. and, and things. That, and, and it makes them, it, I guess you, what I think, it gets them off that business level and lets them just be their self. Be relaxed. Be relaxed. Yeah. They hunt. You know, we're going to have a good barbecue, barbecue. after it. That's right. Go, and may drink a couple cold pops, you know, and, after the hunt. And, <laughs> maybe. And, and uh you are not going to say too many, may, but. May, maybe go to the car race. That's right. I mean, you football, you know, that. Yeah, there's always a big, a big and, and, and dirt track close. race and football season. Yeah. But it just gets, it, to me, it puts me in perspective. Dove hunting, now what's comes after dove hunting? Food plots. Yep. Yeah. Then deer season, bow season. It's like Brent. that kickoff. It, it, Look, it I, is. I, I tell people all That's the time, right. after the 4th of July, I'm pretty much done with summer. That's yeah. right. You know, after the 4th of July, yeah. you know, I, I've had enough summer, and it's time to start getting that brain right. thinking about hunting things and fall things. And, and you know, a big hunt, me and Brent, and, and, and the differences, I, which I get to hunt with Bob, because he invites me. And, and uh, But now we, me and Brent, are masters at small fields. We've had some good small I fields. I mean, that just four or five people. We'll hunt, and, and, and really we started that because both of us had girls that liked mm-hmm. to hunt when they were little, and I just didn't want to I didn't want to bring them around you want, a lot of people because I didn't want to them to make control that situation, control that environment. And shoot yeah. a low-flying bird and That's pepper right. somebody's tail off. Wanted, or, you just want to keep it easy and keep it safe, right. and, and, and that was what we come up with. That's what we did. And, we and made we our own it, fields in a few different spots. Right. And, and, and they wasn't big fields, but i tell you what, we capitalized well, on a lot of them. We had a couple yeah. of them that turned well, out That's really a great good. way to start a child off. Yep. And to this day, Marty Kate, she 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 has a passion. I think I carried her the first time probably 10, 11 years old. And to this day, I mean, she loves to go. I mean, she lo- and she can shoot. She loves yeah, to go. Look, look, those daughters make good retrievers too. <laughs> you ain't lying. And, yeah. and 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 plus, working a dog too. I mean, I yeah. was, 
I was the last couple of years I've been to, been able to to have a dog and 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 be in on part of training one and yeah, working and, and one. It's and a it's a lot fun. easier to work your own dog on your own field. That's because, right because uh, you don't want him to if he acts hard headed. That's right. Or runs no, like his, yeah, yeah. The, you know the other hunters and, and a field manager a field owner he may not like your crazy dog but nobody that doesn't bother anybody more than the owner of that dog that's right well you, and, and, you don't want to leave a field with everybody on the field knowing your dog's name one thing good about about old teddy that the dog that i helped train and and uh i tell you one thing good about him if he sees that bird he's going to get it no matter if i shout or not so i always had to limit yeah that's, that's <laughs> the way uh, my son-in-law blake hill does he, yeah. his dog picks up a lot of bird he doesn't <laughs> He saves all kind of money on shells. And look, people say, hey, man, but then they say, well, they won't say nothing about that dog. Look, we're cleaning the whole time. Yeah. But even going to cleaning the birds, Brent, it's social. And, and on Bob's hunt, he taught me this. Everybody carries their tails down there to where we clean them. Yeah. And we all grab birds. And, yeah. and one man ain't stuck with just having to clean them. We all pull them feathers off. And then it, it's, it, it, I mean, that's a social in itself. And, you know, you, you always have that one, you didn't blow the beak clean off of it hey, look at this right that's yeah. that one you shot on the ground you yeah know? yeah well look last year year before last we were sitting around and cleaning and telling stories and taking a few pictures and, and somebody said well look this this one's got a leg band and we got to looking and we had three, three of them three banded birds from yeah. one hunt we had one had two bands on it and was a hundred dollar band yeah on one of those birds i've killed a double banded bird yeah. one time and uh we we did a little investigating where some of them come from and and Tennessee, they was some in Tennessee and had some at Mississippi State. So I figure yeah. we're thirty minutes from Mississippi State. I figure we got ours from the experiment station at Mississippi State. But it was pretty neat to to see a banded bird. Yeah, you know that, for sure. Like I said, that's uh, some of that just from being lingering around after hunt and yeah, know, right. telling stories and cleaning birds. Um, and it's a you know it it, it goes back to um, it goes back to your roots and 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 really seeing it. Uh, but I mean, there's nothing funner than a good dove hunt. Nothing better. Nothing better. And, and another thing that we do, we, we try to, you know, the safety aspect of it is it's a great place for a kid to learn how to handle a gun and, and be safe. And we, we talk about that before every hunt. I was going to ask you if you have sort of a get-together, have, have a talk before the hunt, sort, yeah, of, sort kinda, of kick it off. Yeah, but it's it's, you know. We just cover it. Yeah. And, and, and I think make that's that a, a good practice, you know, it especially is. when you're hosting, it gets everybody, you, you kind of formalize it, kick off, you manage some yeah. expectations. And, and well, I, I, I grew up, I didn't have a daddy that hunted all the time, which y'all heard me on previous podcasts. So I had to learn from somebody like Bob yeah. that to say, hey, don't shoot that low flying bird. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't aim at somebody. Don't, I mean, if you don't have anybody to teach, you got to have a mentor type person that's, you know, and, and you think about it, Bob, you've been putting your own personal hunts on because I remember hunting with your kids when they were little. Now they've got kids of their own. Right. And your baby just got married. Right. And and um, so, you know, for long, he'll have a family of his own. So I've watched your group grow into men and, and, and women and hunting. Now they'll, they're carrying, you know, Blake and well, he's carrying uh, I, I his was, son. Well, he's <clears throat> your grandson. My granddaughter, Hunter, she's 13. Right. And I was with her when she killed her first dove. That's right. And Webb, he's eight. And I was with him last year when he, he killed his. That's awesome. So, and, 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 and Hunter and Marty Kate, when they were little, they used to hunt together. I got pictures of them holding doves up, and they yeah. little bitty things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's awesome. It's a, a lot of people got introduced to hunting. 
through a dove, dove hunt. hunt. Yeah. Through a dove hunt. Well, like there's that. really, it's a great place to, to do that. It's it's no it's not a lot of pressure. Yep. Uh, it's it's fun and and um, it's just a great place. It's to a have. lot less pressure than sitting in a shooting house or a deer stand where you know just just by the sheer number of hunts the, the, of opportunities the, you get the, the expectation yeah. of accuracy yeah. is a lot yeah. lower. It's yeah. okay to miss yeah. and, okay and you kind of get a lot of that out of the way. You know you you, know, you, you ain't got to be quiet. That's right. That's you right. don't have to be quiet. You don't necessarily have well, to be still. Thing, it's and, a thing. It's a thing. Marley Kate, she'd get so mad. You know she couldn't shoot them when she was little. Oh, dude, I'm quick. I'm, I'm dumb. And I said no, you're not. Keep on shooting. Keep on I said, shooting. that's why I got these bullets. You miss 100% you of the shots you don't, I don't take. I could care less. She'd have that run old lip out there mad. and But guess what? She started getting it, getting the hang of it. And, and you know, and Bob, y'all are a big trap shooter. Y'all been doing it for a long time at y'all's trap club. That's right. So, you know, and starting them off young. But it is it, it is the – I mean, you think about it. It's the best way. I taught Marty Kate how to shoot a dove. I took a paint can and threw it up in the air, and I made her shoot, keep shooting at it. And how to throw the gun up, keep shooting. I bought her a twenty gauge, and she'd done that, and she'd done that, and she'd done that, and then we went hunting. Yeah. And that's how I trained her. And she was probably 10, 11 years old, twelve. And and uh, you know, I still got some pictures of that. I mean, just training them and getting them where they're smart with a gun, safety on, you know, aiming right and shooting. I mean, that's all part of. Well, my daughter Bess learned how to shoot at the gun club at McGowan Gun Club. So right. she. Instead of paint cans, she was shooting skeet, and so she got to be, she's a pretty good shot now. Right. And so the skeet shooting really helps with, with dove hunting and how to aim and right um, lead and all that kind of thing. Well, you got a son-in-law's pretty good shot, too. He, he No, he just got the good dog. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to shoot. <laughs> I don't know. And if you've ever been with him, he, he he's going to be a high man on the field. Yeah, I can tell you, that he, sucker shoot pretty good. He's, he is a good shot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's so, just a fun, man, I'm just telling you, it's, it's just a fun place to be so it, bob, it really is bob so so with the experience let's think about the the, the person that may be listening that there's maybe they already do a little hunt and they want to you know or, or maybe they somebody wants to get into it what's some things where you can from your experience you could save them you know things that come to mind for me is some of the logistic things like parking you, you shuttle people in and out some of those things that could be a challenge that you may not think about no, think par- about parking fifty of, people, where to yeah. park people and shuttle them out to where you want them, so you don't have people kind of wandering around the field. We we normally park outside the field and ride a, a scooter in or side by side. Yeah, and um, leave leave all the vehicles outside the field, keep them at a good distance. And, yeah, yeah and keeping at a safe distance. Think about some of the hunts. You know, we talk about how it's social and, and it's kind of it's it's easy and, and and low pressure. But one thing you got to be be mindful of is that is that heat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I at afternoon hunt, especially like you can. Everybody wants to run for the shade tree. Well, everybody. Yeah. It's also that opening that first hunt. Everybody wants to get out there on that field early and three o'clock on a dang on, no, on we, a Saturday afternoon. That's tough. The, be, the best thing that the Department of Wildlife ever did is open the morning season. Yep. yep. And, you know, uh, still in Alabama, they still make them start at twelve o'clock. Yeah, the opening day. Was it last year, year before last? They had hours was going to start at Sunday at noon. There's something yeah. about the way the day's falling. I didn't do any research on this, and I should have. Just, but I think it's got to be in September. It's got to be. So if the first falls on a Sunday, they would try to open it at noon. Because it's right. a migratory bird. It's a federal bird. Right. So yeah. that's, they got to so, get in that federal. You know, they got the restrictions on when you can shoot them. Um, it can't be before that time like you're talking well, about. Well, it's like Brent said, right. if it yeah. falls, if September 1st falls on a Sunday, then I think that it opens that afternoon. Yeah. yeah. 
but I'm not positive about that. I yeah. think that's what it was, and I don't remember what the tweak was. Maybe they didn't back it up in August, but maybe they opened that morning. Yeah. And, and Bob, I've hunted a lot of your fields, so the topography thing didn't go. But me and Brent had to had a little learning lesson. You know, six seven years ago, we started making a field over in Caledonia, and and uh, Brent was just like, Chris, you ever had a place up there? And he said, You ever, you know, made one up there? I said, No. Nah. I, I said, I'm gonna try to do it. So he. We put in it and it kind of had a hill on it, run downhill. So he started putting, you know, fixing it to field up. We, I planted, yeah, and I had a lot of seed run down the hill. Right. We had a big rain, and so a lot of sunflowers and the millet were yeah. down the hill. And and that's where they came up. <clears throat> we started seeing doves. So we, me and him, run out there. Well, we were kind of, if you think about it, we're sitting downhill on a three to one slope, and <clears throat> up on top hill. of that hill, and we're sitting and, and we're doves are flying, but they're so darn high. Because the dove follows the topography, yeah. So Brent down in a hole. Brent's, a better, Brent's probably busted. a better shot than I am <laughs> on a, on a long range. Man, we just had to reach out there. You know, you'd have to lead him out there as far as a hole handle to hit him. <laughs> and uh, you know, wasn't no one or one or two little foot. You know, hole, hole handles. Yeah. A technical term. Hole handles. Man, that's, technical that's how term. long you got to lead them yeah. ones. So I tell you, bang, Brent, these things are hard. I mean, we had tons of birds, but we didn't. The next week we moved. So up the, the next hill. week I said, "Listen, we fishing to get on top of that hill." So we we moved the dove field on top of the hill, and it look it was those people. How you hear those ones, man? Old Chris and Brent and them, they wore them out. Man, they got all our birds. Well, that that's the how it was for years, the next few years. Yeah, we shot high. them. We I mean, good... and I mean, we talking about a small field, seven eight people, but we were everybody. If you could shoot, you could limit out. Yep. And now there's fifty houses sitting in it. Yeah, it's a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. now. It's a neighborhood now, but. Well, <clears throat> you know, a man that just wants to go out there and shoot doves needs to go to Argentina. I, that's right. And, I, but but if you want to get outside with your family and, and, and enjoy the outdoors, then you don't need to be worried about killing a whole bunch and, of and them. You that's know, right. And the thing is, me and Bob went to Argentina together. I mean, that's years ago. We we went, and, and uh, it was a, it was pretty interesting. We, uh, you know, we got to hunt. We wanted at one of these little banquets, and, and four or five of us went down there, and well, we was all high-fiving. And man, it cost us seven hundred dollars a piece. Little would we know, the shells ain't free. <laughs> I think we shot fifteen hundred dollars worth of shells in one day, and all the Pepsi Colas we could drink. Mm. And uh, it was, uh, but it was fun. We killed eight or nine hundred birds in one day. Yeah, a piece. Yeah, after about three hours of that, that's yeah, enough. It was enough. We did a three day hunt, and I was just like, man. Yeah, but I don't know was, if I want to shoot a thousand. But it was day. just you don't. I will tell you, it it's sore. I don't care what you do. We were shooting twelve gauges. Yeah. And, and my darn shoulder, and I know I shot right out of a thousand. You know, you know them them bird boys. They always saying, "Hey, yeah, you got that one." You're like, "Whatever, okay." <laughs> you know where we're from. If it, if I ain't got them hands on it, I ain't got him. Yeah. But uh, and another thing, I didn't have no power line to shoot off of. I'm usually good for about five good shots off power line. Mm, easy now. Man, yeah, you don't want to shoot a power line. No. Man, come on, Brent. <laughs> no, especially look, not now that we're in the broadband look, you, you business. You heard this fiber from, optic up there. You heard this from Chris from the woodsman perspective. A man that won't shoot one off power lines, a man don't like eating a bacon wrapped <laughs> dove. But Brent's right. Them fiber uh, optics now, man, you smoke them. I down. cannot endorse that. Yeah, no. That's right. But uh, it, it, but Bob, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to date Argentina over a good hunt that we have here that that y'all no. put on. Yeah, I mean, really. Again, it's about being outside and being around family and friends and kicking off the fall with a good dove hunt and, you know, just being being out there. And I, I'm past the killing part, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the part is is um, now you've got grandkids. Yep. Kids. And, 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 uh, and it's good it, networking. Oh, man. I think y'all do some 
corporate sort of we do business. we we do we have some some of our uh clients and business associate people come in uh, about the second week yeah. and and network with them and enjoy their company and we all have a good time well, yeah and that's your hair down man well, it's it's fun, a, yeah. and just by the nature of it it's kind of exclusive because even a guy if a guy's got a lease or if a guy owns a little bit of land he may not want to set a field aside out of his deer hunting or his other management. So if you've got a place that you can do this, I mean that that gives yeah. somebody an opportunity to go to go to a hunt and and, and participate with it. Some they wouldn't. They tie up a lot of ground to do yeah. it themselves. And I think the uh, Black Prairie Wildlife Management area they put on a big hunt now yeah, for kids. They're, they're, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for people that yeah. that don't have access to a field, that's that's a good alternate. That's so, right. You know, there's two guys that when me and Brent was talking about doing this dove hunting. Um, you know, podcasts and, and, and two guys that stuck out, Bob being one of them and, and another guy that's a friend of Bob's and me and Brent's, but Benny Kyle. Yeah. And, and Benny has been doing a dove hunt for 20, 22, 25 years. 25. And, and, um, it started back him and his brother and, and, and they would have some stuff. And, you know, I've never seen Benny hold a shotgun at, at, at one of his hunts. But Benny's a big barbecue, probably one of the best cooks. He got enough fingers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a true story on that one. We ain't going to get into that one right now. But but Benny, and so I called Benny an interview, and Benny's an older gentleman, and he, you ain't going to find a better human being than Benny Kyle. No. He'll give you anything he's yep. got. He's just a, as good a man. I don't think I'll ever be as good a man as him, but if I got close, I'd be pretty good because yeah. I don't know of anybody he's ever done and I asked him, I said, Benny, I want to interview you. And I was going to try to get him to come on the, to the podcast with us. And he was kind of funny about it. But he I said, stays I'm, busy, too. He stays busy. He's, he's a hard. worker now. He's yeah. a worker. And I said, Benny, what, you know, how long you've been doing it? And I kind of went through the stuff. And, and he told me. And, and I said, why do you do it? Why do you put those big hunts on? And he'll cook ribs, some of the best brisket you can put in your mouth. And he makes a big cook. And he'll feed. He told me he'd feed up to 200 people. And they would bring their wives and their kids, and it's all a, it's a yeah. social thing. And Benny says, you know, Chris, he said, I've always been a farmer, and I've always been you know, a hunter and had opportunities. He said, but I wanted to, all my friends and, and, and people I do business with that don't have an option, that don't have a place to hunt, he said, that's why I do it. And he said, I love to do that more than anything. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you, you're talking about it, and that's a smart, he's well, a well-respected person. That's what he does. We 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 call the uh, opening weekend of dove season you know compared to like super bowl sunday ain't no yeah. doubt that's yeah. no question because i'll call me and bob a talk we'll talk during the week bob how many you say well i got a couple hundred on this field and a couple you know i mean there ain't no telling how many tanks of gas you run up to them four or five fields to check to see to make that call you know we laugh but we're trying to make that call and uh but brent you'd ask one thing about bob um, what does he see like for people that's wanting to put in a field or do something? Let me tell you a thing that I learned, and Bob, I don't know if you'll back me up or not, but you can't make a dove go where he wants to go. That's if, if he don't want to be there, it's got to be natural to him. So yep. a lot of Bob and him was in the gravel business for years, so they had a lot of these old pits, sand pits, gravel pits. That's where the doves are attracted to. Well, <clears throat> one thing about those pits is that they are they do have power lines which are dead they got the little gravel and water and water yeah yep. those three things right there are, are where kicking. it does want to be and, and there's also places 
uh, out in the prairie, and Biddy Kyle may have some of this, but some some natural grass. They love Johnson grass. They do. They and do. And yeah. any kind of like yeah. warm season grass. Right. Some some areas have um, that native grass that the, that they're just they come. They're to, attracted to. They're attracted to. And there's places I know of that that always have doves by them that nobody ever fixed the field. Yeah. Well, Benny said Bashardi. You remember the yep. place they had Bashardi? Yep. It, it had like a that. certain little teaweed type that had it, seeds under the bottom of a of a kind of an umbrella type seed. Mm-hmm. And and Benny and them never put wheat, Brent. They never put any. They would have two hundred people down there. And Benny told me this out of his mouth. I said, Benny, how many birds would y'all kill on opening day? I said, seven hundred. He said, not even close. I said, fifteen hundred. He said, you're getting warmer. He said one time they killed 2,000 birds in one day. Woo, that's too hard. And, and, you know, and asked people that could shoot and, and different, you know, and you know everybody shot the limit. Yeah. I mean, they didn't go over the limit. Yeah. yeah, nobody goes. No, nobody goes over the limit. But what I'm saying is it's, you know, do we have those kind of hunts anymore? I've never been on one. No. But like you're saying, Bob, they didn't put wheat out. There wasn't any kind of, uh, of supplemental feed out. It was just natural seed and grasses, yeah. but it was in the prairie now, yeah. and, and it was around agriculture. Yeah, but but you can and and look now, everybody running these bird feeders at home. You know, me and Brent laugh all the time about them little fields we got pretty close to town. We laugh. Look, man, that dove just ate a French fry that dropped out of a Happy Meal over at, at uh, McDonald's, and then we're shooting at him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's tons of birds that live in the city, in the, city in, in the urban. You know that that you can make some good fields. And, and, and they don't have to be these huge fields. Yeah. You know, they can be a couple acre field if it's in the right spot. In the right spot. And, and really, you know, you asked me, well, Chris, how would I know? Well, here's the biggest thing. If you see the doves there, that's where they want to be. Yeah. Because a dove's a funny, they're a funny little creature. They're going to go back to the same places that they feel good at, and you're going to have them there. And when you make a field, just like you did in Caledonia, Brent, that time. Yep. You saw those birds there because you hunted it. And they do. The, and, they, and, they, and they, they utilize came. that place the same way year to year. And it yeah. is amazing how me and Brent could go out there and make that field, and we wouldn't see a bird. And we'd go back, and Brent say, all right, there's five there. Next day, they'd be 25. Next day, it, it seems like they go care of the buddies here. The, it's here, and yeah. here they come. Yeah, and and your field. They go way. through the drive through at McDonald's. And get the yeah, ones that's right. Fries that's right. They, they said, "Man, they didn't clean the fries up. We gone." Yeah, but uh, it, it's amazing how they get there and how they how they get to it. Um, you know, uh, Brent, much as you like to cook, and we got to talk about that. How, how, what's your? You know, yeah, look, you know, I got I, some yeah. favorite ways to cook them up. But tell me about some of it because you yeah, do we, some stuff off the record now. Well, do some now look, stuff. I use I use dove and and duck and a lot of things, and we will do euros and all kind of tricky stuff with it. But uh, you can't beat just hands down a good bacon wrap. That's right, dove breast. That's right, dove yep. popper. Uh, look, I, I come up with one where me and Brent's got some uh, a little hunt that we do with some some Mennonite guys out of Knoxville. And we'll have a good eating with them, and and I, so I started doing a Hawaiian dove, and what I done, I put a that, pineapple that in. Prairie meat special. I, I, look, I'm I'm getting them based up for that, that yeah. meat company over there. <laughs> I'm thinking if they eat that dove, they'll pump pay that three fifty a pound yeah. for that sausage. But uh, we'll put a, a little piece of pineapple. That dove and, costs and a, a lot more than three fifty a pound if you ran the numbers. And, and we'll wrap it, and I'm telling you, it's fine. Yeah. But now we're doing them. You know, you used to just pluck the dove breast, and all. Now we'll cut the breast out of the doves. You do that a lot, Brent, don't you? We we. Uh, debone them. Debone them. Yeah. And put a jalapeno and some cream cheese, wrap them in bacon, throw them on the grill. We call that a dove popper. Yeah. 
Um, uh, but Brent will fry a dove up in a minute. I've seen him. He'll yeah, fry them up we'll and make some. Look, you, we, we had a fry party one time. Remember we had the girls yeah. down there before turkey season, spent the night at the camp house, and we had a fry daddy out. And we bacon wrapped. And fried. We bacon right. wrapped and, and grilled just a quick sear. And then battered and fried them. And they were fine. Man, they were good. They were good, man. They were good. <laughs> just they, about an overdose right there. Yeah. I, I think we may have fried a couple of Twinkies, too, didn't we? <laughs> we did. That, that, that one that cleaned out that system. Yeah. But uh, it was, I mean, just eating them. And, Brent, you make gumbo. I mean, you you like to make a gumbo. Yeah, you any put dog, dogs yeah, all yeah, in I'll, it, I'll use it. Yeah, I'll, I'll use them all. So I, I try to be diverse in my wild game. I try to think I, past the bacon me, wrap sometimes. To me, now I can take a duck here or there. But to me, the dove is my favorite food of any of the wild game. To me, that's what I like. I mean, and I process it. Look, I got a deer processor plant, but I would rather eat a dove uh, than, than anyone. I, I don't know if it's just a seasonal that I'm looking up to it, but that those dove, are, are to me, are the best there is. Um, you know, and I, I don't know. It's it's it, Everybody's preference, they are dark meat. and, and uh, Yeah, well, but, you just the thing about dove and duck is that a lot of if you don't know it's not a poultry that you have to cook to 165 you can sear it and eat it medium rare and if, yeah. if you actually cook it till it's done you, you way overdid it so yeah it's got to be a little pink that's right you know that's right uh, i didn't know that about the uh the poultry side of it i didn't know that yeah that's mm. what a lot of people you hear say they don't like duck odds are they had it cooked like a chicken it was cooked, well done yeah, cooked, too, too cooked all the way through yeah. and, and you can yeah. have it at different temps right well, before we get off into a food podcast, a full-blown gourmet food podcast, you, you got the mic, Bob. Is anything anything we didn't get to around a, around a dove hunt or a dove field or uh, do's and don'ts, lessons learned? I just say get out there and have fun. Yeah, Care those kids. Care those kids and, and, uh, and make, be careful. Make it a, a fun. Yeah, be, of course be yeah, careful. I, I think we, we got to hit on safety because yes, you don't want all of those – positive things we just talked about a dove hunt if, if you get careless if you act a fool one bad one bad event can ruin the whole you thing. can change your whole the way your family sees these things we but talked I'll about it some what, of my it, brother fail if you do one of our listeners if you do get invited on dove hunt and 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 the guy like bob says hey bring your kid well, look that gives you a reason it ain't just travel ball or, or gymnastics get out there with a gun and show her yeah. Show her how to aim. Yeah, don't, Show her right. how to hit that safety. I mean, just talk to her because let me tell you something. She will never, he or she, they'll never forget that the rest of their life that you spent that time with them and you've done it right. Well, I, I think kids <clears throat> uh, appreciate memories more than they appreciate material things. I like that. Yep. That's and, a good uh, they, 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 yeah, I like they, that. They carry those memories longer than they carry a a, a new pair of kids. shoes. Shoot, I do too. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. And, and I think the older it means more. The older yeah. I get. And, and somebody might say, "Well, my my child's not old enough to shoot a shotgun." Well, uh, a Red Rider BB gun. That's it, what it, Marty Kate went her yep. first time. It, I, she it, carried it, a BB gun. It, I let her shoot the doves on the ground. Yeah, and and sh- get a can out there and let her shoot. Let them shoot, and just just get the experience of handling the gun and and aiming and aiming at the target and not at anybody. But yep. you know. Uh, that's that's how I started my kids is just with a BB gun, and then until they were old enough to to shoot a shotgun. Yeah, Brent, you remember I had that Marley Kate, the little pink, mm-hmm. little yeah, pink BB gun. Deal, you had matching, you had matching BB gun, red riders, pink yeah. red riders. Yeah. But you got to be careful. You you take your kid out there. The reality is there's 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 a lot of people and there's guns and there's a lot going on and there's a lot of excitement in the moment when when doves start coming in. So just 
you know, if if you do take your kids or or it doesn't have to be your kids, you know, you take a date or your wife, if they're not all that familiar with it, you know, you slow down a little bit maybe when you're hunting and keep an eye out. Or or put your gun down and just that's right. tend to them. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and, if, you know, if you, it's like you said, Bob, it ain't about to kill them no more. You, you couldn't stack them in the back of a truck, which you killed over the years. And, no, I mean, but, it, you know, for me, fixing a field and putting the work in and then having success – don't having get that, me wrong now, I still like to shoot, but, yeah. but it's not the most important thing. No, but I, I tell you what, Bob's big claim to fame, they do that tailgate picture. And they y'all have always done it. Y'all yeah. get them all in the back of tailgate. And, yeah. and you could, you know, it's funny if we could take your photos and get them all the way back if how far. It'd be awesome to see how those kids have grown up. But those, we'd always did a tailgate picture after well, Phillips. My, my first tailgate picture was with my two sisters, Mary Margaret and Mandy, and Mark Hardy. And we probably were about eight years old, and Mark had a had a dog, a bird dog named Tut. Okay. And it was on the back of my dad's Ram Charger. Right. And uh, we still got that picture. I'll and, be there. That, that was one of the first memories uh, that, that got recorded. That's awesome. You forty something years on that one, ain't you? Somewhere in that yeah, that's right. <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Close They're kind of like counting them doves. Yeah, that's, that's close right. enough. Yeah. <laughs> Brent, what you you know you was telling me your your first really dove hunting you left. Yeah, Louisiana. so we didn't we didn't here. grow up hunting them. Uh, I did a lot of my grew up in Louisiana. We didn't dove hunt. We didn't know anybody that did. But uh, I hunted. I, I girl I dated high school and, and uh, her family farmed and they I hunted with them some and that blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> what I've been missing all those years. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you uh, like to shoot. It ain't nothing better than a good dove hunt. Yep. I mean, it's just excitement and just going, and I mean, it, it's it, it's fired up. I'll yeah, tell and you. I've been look the the social dove hunt go from from one extreme to the other. I've got some friends in the Delta that do a big. I guess they still do it. I haven't been I haven't been in a few years, but they do a big hunt in the South Delta. Uh, the the Will Wansley is a memorial hunt, and I think they did a scholarship fund. I think Willie got killed in a wreck down around sixty one somewhere. Yeah, probably twenty maybe 30 years ago and they do a huge hunt over there and i'm talking about live bands the night before a big yeah. cooking t-shirts you know so it's, it's a, a big, big fundraiser yeah. big party and you know you know they do a lot of those in the delta they do now bob you got to hunt that six shooter out there yep. didn't you yeah was it yep. pretty pretty solid oh yeah it, it was like brent said it's a, it a big pre-game party and then the, the hunt the next day and live band and all that stuff mm-hmm. it, they those boys know how to do it over yeah. there. And, and they, they're in the flyway. I mean, that, yeah. that helps now. Yeah. And they had everything you could do for them. Yeah. I mean, if, it's just like we was talking about y'all deer, turkeys, and anything else. If you do have those birds and you give them that clean ground and you give them something water. to eat and you give them that water and you give them a place they can rest, it's, it's, you're probably going to have a good feel. Yeah. And, and they and, don't. And, and, don't, and don't pester them. That's right. Don't worry them. Don't run down there every day and jump them up. Let them feed. And, you know, I, a lot of folks hunt, you shoot to about 4.30, 5 o'clock, and you get Quit. out of the field. Let them feed. Yeah. And it, it let them come in and feed. I mean, people are real funny about the rules. And, if it, look, if somebody invites you to go by the rules, yeah. I mean, that, whatever their rules are, if you do it, you're probably getting invited back. Yeah. yeah. And another thing I don't like about people that are, you know, they say, oh, I want that stand right there. That's right. If you're invited guests, I, I take whatever you get and be happy Look, with it. They're gonna put you in a and, and and most of the time, 
if a guy's sitting in a hot spot and he kills his limit, he's going to get up and leave. Yeah, he's going to yeah. let the next man That's right. get in there and get his spot. And, yeah. you, know. you can always tell that oh, well, for most of the time, there's exception to every rule, there's a jerk on every field, I guess. Yeah. But most of the time, you can see that hot shooter after a little while, he'll start walking around and sort of networking, and shaking around. hands. You know what he's yeah. doing. He's got his limit. And, yeah. and, and, but now you're always going to have that. You'll see people start sliding over yeah. him once he vacates the area. You're always going to have that guy that won't say when that bird's come here, oh, oh, oh. Hey. Then boom, boom. I said, come on, man. You go, I mean, what's the deal? Oh, I didn't see him. I said, no, nah, but you was on that end of that bucket pretty hot and heavy. You know, it's funny to watch, to watch people, uh, how they interact wanting yeah. to kill that limit so bad. Yeah. It, it's pretty funny to watch them. And, and just some of them are so just like we was talking about Bob's brother. I'm Bob too. Uh, they can just shoot them with ease. I mean, yeah. think about this. Uh, and, and, and we won't drag it on out too far. It's been a good conversation. But I, I think about those times we fixed the field and we got we got guests and we pumped it up and talked about it. And that anticipation when you're sitting out there. No like birds flying. Nothing's That's right. flown yet. You're like, come on. Hey, yeah. it's, hey <laughs> they I were here yesterday. I don't have anxiety. That relief when they but, finally but, start ooh, flying. It makes you feel, it's like Bob said, it gives you that, you know, this is what I work my tail off. Look at the reward. Yeah. yeah. When they start flying, everybody say, "Man, that's the best fit." You know, yeah. it makes you feel good. It really does. It's a yeah. Uh, but look, until they start flying, everybody's kind of kicking rocks and patting you on the yeah. back. It's okay. We, we, yeah. We're well, having we're, fun. We're, yeah. <laughs> well, well, what we start doing is, yeah. hey, Brent, how much gas you got in the truck? We <laughs> look. When I was young, I have had, I had to ride them gravel road and shoot me a limit off power line tree and everything else. You gotta quit talking about man, that. Man, come yeah. on, man. It's, why are you gonna take somebody's pride down? But that's all right. <laughs> Well, uh, Brent, I'm gonna tell you that that's a that's a, this is a good way to start them off, and, and uh, it's a I'm glad Bob come in with us. It's a yeah, look, it'll be here for you. Know it. it's mid July now. Yeah, oh, I don't I mean, know when you're listening to this podcast, but I, it's, I started yeah, it's spraying last week. Yeah. yeah, it's that time. Yeah, I started spraying last week, and uh, it, so it's it hadn't started yet. You better be be getting. And ready. a lot of times, people are hey, don't think that you can't use a deer field. Oh, absolutely. To to shoot doves on, and then you just plant your field. Don't think that you couldn't alternate and do that. Yep. And uh, because a lot of people, y'all do it on some of y'all. Absolutely. Have deer stands on every one of them. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, think about it. That's a dual way, and that's another, you know, that tool in that toolbox. That's another good management strategy you could do on a piece of land. Because, man, if you... It's another value proposition. Ain't on no that doubt. Land. If you, you got, got a good dove hunt, with yes. some good doves, there's, yes. there's some value in that. Because you don't have to be the best hunter in the world. To kill a limit of doves if you got a lot of doves. Well, yeah. not only that, you got to have five you, boxes shells. You got you got a piece piece of land where you got a good field. You got a good there's, area. There's value in that from yeah. like we said networking. You, yeah, you're the host now. It's, you got you got something to share. It is, and it, I'll tell you, it's fun. It, it's a anticipation. You know. Not, well, Bob, thank you for coming on with us. Thank y'all for having me. Enjoy the conversation. Where, where did I pick up my check? That's right. Mm-hmm. It's in the mail. Well, okay. we're, we're still waiting, but it, uh, you'll be the second one to get it after <laughs> Brent. Sponsored by Phillips Construction. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, look, we're going we're gonna to take you out on that, and we got some more to come, and, and uh, we got some good topics. Me and Brent's been going over, and we're going to have Mitt back in the studio. He's been busy. It's, it's his crop season right now, and he's, he's running wide open. But, he probably uh, talks a lot more than me. No, you did pretty good. Did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Be safe out there. Thank you.